0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Quarter 3 Podcast, episode 41. Strap yourselves in, grab yourselves a hot cup of kevfefe, and we're going to do our NBA Finals preview. Joined, as always, by Tim Daniel.
1: Alex, I was literally going to have my opening be something with kevfefe. You you totally... come on, man. (laughs)
0: It's low-hanging fruit, man. I had to go for
1: it. Yeah, like, I'm surprised um, there was the... You know, the wonderful thing in the internet is someone took uh, Smash Mouth's R-Star and cut up Donald Trump's press conference where he's saying "Kavifi" and made a whole song out of it.
0: That sounds actually <laughs> literally worse than Smash Mouth's All-Star, just normally. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of Smash Mouth's All-Star, I have a game I like to play with people where I'll go up to someone and I'll be like, hey, I bet I can get a song stuck in your head with one word. And they're always like, all right, go for it. And I just go, Somebody! <laughs> And then I run, because I know I'm about to get killed.
2: <laughs>
0: and that is not the voice of Sean Mackey that you hear laughing. He is out this week, as we said, with a bad case of the Cincinnati jaundice. We are joined by none other than returning guest, all-time guest leader on the
2: Corner 3 podcast, Mr. Ben Brown. I will take it. All-time guest leader. I love it. Ben's love getting it. no
1: starter minutes.
2: Heck yeah. Exactly. I, was, I was wondering when the Fe was going to make an appearance. And it was ten what? seconds in. I was ten seconds in. We're already in it. You know it's playoff time, baby. Because FA <laughs> in the in the podcast. Ten seconds into it, we're ready. You to know, go. There's a
0: bad kids basketball fatigue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but-
0: This is the Corner 3 Podcast. It is the conversational NBA podcast. It does post every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And we do talk about the one thing that Cincinnati hates to discuss, and that is anything other than baby hippos. So, gentlemen, by the time you listen to this, everyone, the NBA Finals will will have either begun or beginning. It depends. I don't know. If you're driving to work, just keep your eyes on the road. If you're listening to this later, it's a time capsule and you missed out. But we have played a 100 roughly basketball games this season, only to come to the inevitable conclusion of Cavs Warriors 3. So how are you guys feeling
1: about that? Um, I'm excited, man. Uh, I know, you know, the lack of parity in the NBA is a lot of people upset, but uh, I think if we're going to look at it, the positive aspect is we're... We're really experiencing greatness. Um, this is something that hasn't been done before. This is uh, really exciting. This is the best player in the world going against the best team in the world. This is, you know, this is the rubber match. It's Both teams are finally healthy going into this. There's no losses of Kyrie. There's no losses of uh, Kevin Love. There's um, The Warriors are at full strength. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it because the one thing I'm really looking forward to is when these teams cut down their rotations who's left out because the Cavaliers bench has been phenomenal in this playoff. So they're going to have a lot of tough decisions mm-hmm. there. Um, but Ben, to bring you in the conversation, man, um, I know you hate when I do this on the young guns podcast, but um, this is a uh, pretty close, right? To Lakers Celtics. And the only reason I ask is you're the one of the three of us that can remember Lakers Celtics.
2: <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so I do. I what do. is it?
1: What does this feel like compared to that?
2: Um, I'll say this. uh, Comparing the Lakers and the Celtics to these series, uh, there's a lot of similarities. Um, Golden State um, is a typical West Coast team. They're flashy. They've got swagger. You know, they they are uh, full of shooters and guys that um, some guys that with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, I mean, nobody knew. I mean, everybody knew that they were going to be decent, but when they got to the lead, they kind of took over. You got a guy like Draymond Green, who we talked about um, on the Young Guns as he was dragged way down on the board. Nobody thought he was going to be able to do what he was going to do. He comes out. He's killing. Um, They got a guy like Igadala. They got a guy like JaVale McGee who, I mean, a year ago, I mean, he was, you know, everybody was making fun of him, and he was not this, that, or the other. Everybody knew he was athletic, but now he comes to this Golden State team, and he's an integral part of what they do. Right? He's kind of changed the whole mindset of what they do, so they – they've got a bunch of things that they do do well then you've got the cleveland guys cleveland is still going to be the underdog in this series um just like the celtics i mean they're just a greedy team guys that work hard hard nosed uh individuals eat that east coast style of getting down and dirty so i mean that's a lot of the similarities to it also too you've got two big stars kevin durant who plays your magic johnson to LeBron James, who pays your Larry Bird. I mean, when you're going to have a, a series like this and you've got two megastars on top of a Kyrie Irving, on top of a Steph Curry, on top of a Klay Thompson, on top of a Kevin Love, I mean, this thing, I mean, everybody knew, like you said, we're 100 games into it. Everybody knew what final we wanted to see, and this is it. I mean, everybody is excited about it. I know I'm excited to watch it. I think that the similarities between the '80s Celtics-Lakers and and this series here, I mean it's it's gonna be magical like those are. They're, they could face each other another six or seven times down the road. I mean it, it this series is that intriguing.
0: And the kind of off the the Lakers Celtics thing too Ben I mean the one thing that I, I think that to consider because I know a lot of people are like oh the parity in the NBA is broken there's no and it's always going to be this these two teams because of the star power and everything and, but it raises the question of what made the Lakers and Celtics so good and why no one really bitched about it back then and I think part of that is coming from the fact that. We were kind of coming out of a crappy, like non-star era of the NBA. Yes. So we're—I think that's one of the reasons why everybody's complaining about this being a, a rubber match or a best of three, a best of seven of a best of three, basically. Uh, where it is, you know, there's so many other great teams, but it just happens to be these two teams are just that much better.
2: I agree with that. And the other thing too, I, I think that's interesting. You brought up a good point there, Alex, is that. I think that these two teams, if you think about trades, I mean, there's only been really one big trade for each team. Of course, Golden State getting Kevin Durant through free agency isn't a trade, but he's switched teams from Oklahoma. And then you think of Kevin Love, who came from Minnesota uh, to Cleveland. But everybody else on those rosters, they're all draft picks and homegrown guys. I mean, Steph Curry's a draft pick. Thompson's a draft pick. That's the only team they've played before. Draymond Green is the same way. And if you think about, you know, those old-style Lakers and Celtics teams, I mean, everybody complained. I mean, you can't complain when the guys are just drafting better players. I mean, when you draft a Magic and you draft a James Worthy and you have a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or like the, you know, like Red Auerbach did with the Celtics, when you draft a Bird and a McHale and then you bring in a Robert Parrish, I mean, you can't. I mean, those guys are all guys that are draft picks and and scouted, you know, scouted players. You can't complain about that stuff. And I think that's the big reason why people didn't complain.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think uh, another surprise to her is, um, yeah, you mentioned are in a whole lot of trades, but um, Cleveland kind of has built their team differently. Um, I guess LeBron's still technically homegrown, right? Do we, do we call that even though there's four years in Miami? <laughs> Um, yeah, that,
2: sure. th- th- those were his college years. You I mean he had to, he had to yeah. go away? He had to, sp- he had to spread his wings and fly a little bit. You know. Yeah,
1: but um, you know, let's look at the deal they made with the Knicks. I still think is the best move they, they made in this whole building of this team. Getting Shump and Jr. for nothing, you know, yes. was kind yep. of like yep. a sign of how good David Griffin is at his job, and just how mm-hmm. integral those guys have been for this this three year run. Uh, you could see it really this year when Jr. went out they couldn't find anyone to fill that two-spot. Chump started for a yes. little bit. DeAndre Liggins started for a little bit, who I think should still be on that roster, to be honest with you. But that's another time and place. And, um, you know, they had to go against Kyle they they yeah. Korver. Kyle, Kyle mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that's been such a huge thing. is That's going to play a part, too, is when it comes down to, because we know what LeBron and Kevin Durant are going to do, like we've said already. We know what those, you know, those two and three guys are going to do. What about those, you know, Tristan Thompson's and Zaza Petrulli, like we talked about last week, Alex. What about those, you know, J.R. Smith's and Amon Shumpert, and Andre Iguodala's and, you know, um, David West in that case because he plays minutes for the Warriors too. So mm-hmm. how – what part do those guys play in this? You know, we take, talk about these Lakers and Celtics. We need a Michael Cooper in there somewhere.
2: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. It's yeah, I Cooper's think – Cooper's or Byron Scott's? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. Um, I think that those guys are, are definitely key points. <clears throat> if you look at the or the Cleveland Cavaliers roster, I mean you've got, um, I mean their second, ha- I think their second group goes Darren Williams, and then either LeBron or Kyrie stays on the floor. Kevin Love sometimes Channing Fry, um, you got Kyle Korver, um, and then they bring in um, Chumper. Yeah. So I mean those guys, those guys are all you know on you know 90% of the league's rosters those guys are starters yeah I mean those yeah. guys those guys play significant minutes um, I think that I think that their bench I think Cleveland's bench is a little bit deeper um, I think that that'll help them immensely because I think they've got guys on that second uh, tier level on that second string roster that have played valuable minutes they've made big shots um, they've done some pretty good good things for that cleveland team darren williams is a season season veteran kyle corver is a guy who's hit big shots in the playoff as an all-star um and then when you look at golden state's roster i mean they've got mcgee Pachulia, um, they got igadala uh, but they i mean they got a couple guys there at the end of that bench but um david west is another one who's a veteran so i mean they've got some older veteran guys too I just don't think that they'll; those guys are as effective as the Cleveland guys. So that'll that'll be a tough matchup for them when they go go bench wise. So before we kind
0: of get into dissecting the series, as we preview Game One and and everything and kind of make our predictions, uh, I wanted to raise this question with you guys: Is this Golden State Warriors team the best team that LeBron has faced in the finals?
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: if, if, I mean, if we want to recap the the Mavs team with Kidd and and Dirk and everybody, you've got a Tony Parker, the Kawival cool uh, season of the Spurs with Tim Duncan and everything with Manu, and then with this one, I, I think from a talent base, the one argument you could make for Golden State is the fact that they are entering the playoffs with a bunch of players in their prime.
1: Well, that um, you got to think that Oklahoma City team he beat was pretty damn good. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, so I think they might be in that race too. But I think the 07 Spurs are probably the closest to this Warrior team who he played in his first finals 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's been 10 years. Um, Yes,
2: it has, man.
1: And that team team was phenomenal. That was a bloodbath. Yeah. That that team had no business being there, but they had LeBron James. That's what that was. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Right. Well, you remember, I. if you remember correctly, remember LeBron had to beat the Pistons, yeah. in that magical yeah. game. You know that magical game where he scored the last twenty five points. That was ten years I mean, ago. ago had that. To, yeah, I mean he had to do some amazing things to get them to the finals. That, that, team, that like you said, that team had no business being in the finals.
0: That that game in particular, I feel was where I finally went. Okay, this kid is as advertised. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this dude has an extra gear. He just found it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alex And I
0: think what's up dude?
1: No, keep going. Keep no, going. I was gonna say
0: that, that was that was the game where it's like, okay, this dude has that Kobe, has that Jordan, has that killer instinct in him to be like, alright, I'm gonna put you guys on the back and I'm gonna take you to the promised land or as far as I can take you at least.
1: Can I uh can I go ahead and make my two LeBron arguments in this uh, finals? Can I make those now, Vito, you know, since we're gonna get to it at some point? Uh, go
0: ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay. First things first. We know about the finals losses. We know about the four finals losses, potentially five. We know Golden State's the favorite in this. If you are picking mm-hmm. Golden State to win this series, and they do, in fact, win this series, you cannot mock LeBron James for losing this series. That is stupid. Don't do it. I know you're going to, but don't make memes. Do anything dumb. If you are picking against them and he loses, this does not tarnish his legacy because this is what you thought was going to happen. That's case mm. one. Case two, I think I finally just came to the conclusion when we talk about team dynasties. I think he, by himself, is a dynasty. Um, we're talking about a guy playing in a seventh straight NBA finals. We're talking about a guy mm-hmm. who's done this with two different franchises. Uh, he's the only mm-hmm. guy to take two franchises to four finals. and you do a couple multiple finals. Oh, we're talking about LeBron
0: or James Jones. Sorry. Oh, both. <laughs> both.
1: <laughs> both. Yes.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Um, I mean, you got to think. How
2: how dare you leave out James Jones?
1: I could never leave <laughs> out James. I could never leave out James. This the guy, that duo that we just mentioned right there, James and James Jones, have more finals appearances than 20 different NBA franchises. 25 franchises, sorry, as I'm looking through mm. this right now. Um, I don't know what, you know, we've, we've gone through this before. People are still mad about the decision, even though it was a young guy that probably took some bad advice and thought it was a good idea to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club, and it didn't look good. Mm-hmm. He made those
0: kids look like props.
1: I Agre- I agreed. Agre- that's all. That's all I'm saying about that. Agreed. 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 Mm-hmm. But you know, this goes back to why can't we just enjoy greatness? single we've had many times in this show too, Alex. But we're just. I'm just gonna say that like this guy is a dynasty in and of himself. No matter what happens now, if he wins, if Cleveland wins this series and he has another one of those series where he's just unbelievable, one of those twenty-seven-seven and sevens, then I think people just gotta at some point enjoy it because this is we don't know when we're gonna see another player like this in our lifetime mm-hmm. so right. I'm just gonna say that I've had so much fun and I know we probably have five or six more years at the minimum of watching this greatness so let's let's keep it coming
0: so in terms of, of career tarnishment I'll ask you guys both this what do you think would be worse what what is what is a worse result for LeBron James Golden State winning or the Cavs winning, but with Kyrie getting finals MVP?
2: Oh, um, I think it would be the Golden State Warriors winning. I, I To me, I mean, we, we've watched LeBron uh, all of these years, man. I don't think it would bother him in the least if Kyrie was the MVP. I, I really don't. I think that he has cemented his legacy enough um, to where it, I don't think that that would be an issue. Um, if Golden State were to win, um, I think that would. I don't think. It, I don't think him, Golden State win is going to tarnish anything that he's ever done, um, but I think that would hurt him more if Golden State won, because I truly believe that he feels that his team is better um, and that they should uh, win this win this series. Uh, but if somebody else were to lead them, like Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, I don't think that. I don't think that that would bother him at all. I really don't.
1: I, I agree. I'll, I'll follow that sentiment. I think that you know, first off, if you're asking me, nothing tarnishes his legacy. Maybe if they get swept. If they get swept, and yeah, that's probably not going to look the best. But, okay. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, I haven't made my pick yet. I'm still going back and forth as we're going to this show. But I think that um, think about it. You know, if, if we have a series where Kyrie Irving wins Finals MVP. I think LeBron would be elated. I think he'd be ecstatic because that's mm-hmm. the, the biggest reason he wanted to come to Cleveland was to play with guys like Kyrie and win a championship here, and he's already done that. Um, if you read the book Return of the King, LeBron calls that last play in Game 7 when Kyrie hits that shot. That was a LeBron call with Tyron Liu. They made that agreement together, so I think he would totally be content with a Kyrie Irving Finals MVP.
0: I'm more talking in terms of, of, you know, your Stephen A. Smiths and your Skip Bay assholes, uh, you
2: know, <laughs> like,
0: kind of just name-calling and how, how we talked last week with the myopic view of using one game or one series to judge a whole player's worth. Uh, last question before we start getting into our predictions and everything. Who has more to lose, LeBron or Durant?
1: Durant.
2: Durant, absolutely. I oh, agree Durant. Right? Yeah, Durant. Uh,
1: you got to think, man. This is the guy that joined the team that he choked against. To try and win. Mm -hmm. So I think he not only put the most pressure on himself when he made this agreement, he put a lot of pressure on Golden State to win this finals too.
2: Absolutely. I agree with that. um, To me, and and that's a whole other different conversation as far as what he did and the decision he made, um, because I feel like if you made it to the dance with a team from Oklahoma City – I don't see why he made that move I mean, other than the fact that Golden State he saw was better. But um, I think Oklahoma City would have gave them a run if he was there because I think that the way Westbrook played, he would have played different, but he still would have played with that fire that would have made them that much better. And I think that maybe they would have got over the hump this year. Now, I don't know if they would be beat Cleveland, but maybe that's why he made that move. But I, he's definitely got way more to lose because he made that move. Um, trying to be uh, with Golden State, I think he's just got way more to lose um, because of that decision.
1: And hey, let's be fair, this decision was all about beating LeBron James.
2: Absolutely. 100%.
0: Absolutely. So, with that being said, this is the rubber match. This is Cavs Warriors 3. This is what every single news outlet predicted 100 games ago. Ben, How's it gonna go? What do you see, Tim? I'm gonna let you go last, so you can hear everybody's arguments. As you said, your mind is not made up. That's fine. So, I appreciate I, it. I want to start. I want to start with Ben before I might be a huge asshole. So,
2: <laughs> Ben, uh, let's hear it. Um, my here here's my prediction. I am calling Calves and Six. Nice. That's my prediction. Um, okay. I just feel that I think they're going to steal one in Golden State. Uh, I think though, I think they'll get both of them in Cleveland and have to steal another one in Golden State or back in Cleveland. But they're going to steal one in Golden State. I, I feel that. I don't feel. I feel like after they came back from a three-one deficit, there's no fear. You know, there's no fear for Cleveland. They can go out there. They know they can win. They know they can win in Golden State because they did it last year. LeBron knows that he's the best player on the planet because he proved it last year and he's proved it for the last 10 years. Um, I think he's got more pieces around him. He has a healthy Kyrie. He's got a Kevin Love that's more confident and he's got a bench that's more confident with a guy who's a 12 year veteran um, and, and Williams and a, a, a shooter like Kyle Corver who can come in and give you a 12 to 14 point spurt while LeBron's taking a break. So, um, I think that their bench, I think that with LeBron playing the way he is and the confidence of Kyrie and Kevin Love, I think that they can walk into that building, steal a game, and get some games uh, and win that series. I, I think they're going to win it in six. Gold, not not to take anything away from Golden State because I think they are a wonderful team, um, but I think in this playoffs it's shown that there's just not enough basketballs to go around. You see Klay Thompson's kind of get whittled out a little bit. Um, you see Kevin Durant's taking more shots, Curry's taking more shots, and Green's kind of stepping in there. Um, so there's just not enough basketballs for them to go around, and at some point that's gonna the three ball can either be the gift or the curse, and at some point it's gonna be the curse for them. So, my prediction is Cavs in six. Okay. So, I've put
0: a lot of thought into this, around two days worth roughly, which isn't a <laughs> whole lot because it was maybe ten minutes each day. So, I think we're going to see history repeat itself. I think we're going to see Golden State take a 3-1 lead in this series. I think games 1 and 3 are going to be the most important games of the series. I also have written down that I think Steve Kerr is only going to coach one game. And before I get into the whole prediction aspect, I want to take you guys back to Seth or Steph Curry's college career in a game of Davidson versus Loyola of Maryland, Mm. where they ran a box-and-one on Steph Curry, held him to just three shots, zero points, and I think he had three assists, and Davidson still won by 30. So, granted, that's college, granted you're going against Loyola of Maryland, but it kind of showed that in a much younger era of Steph Curry... Teams have a capability of winning without him. So I know a lot of people say they lean too much on him or may lean too much on the three. But I was kind of breaking down just the starting lineups. If I'm Kerr, If I'm Kerr for one game and Mike Brown for the others, uh, I was kind of just analyzing the kind of matchups here with the starting lineup. And we talked a lot last week about Petrulia going against Tristan Thompson and how Tristan Thompson's got that muscle down low. He's going to be able to play more physically than Jaja. However, the one thing we did not consider. Zaja Petrulia is a dirty European flopper.
1: Yep. Good and point. I think
0: I think the physical down low game is going to get Tristan Thompson in trouble, which is going to kind of blow some holes in their depth. Uh, but if I was matching if I was matching my players up, what I would do is I would take Curry and Thompson and I would double team Kyrie. I would put Durant on Love for the speed and length advantage, put Draymond on LeBron. And then let Petrullian Thompson hammer it out down low and basically make J.R. Smith and the bench try and beat me. Uh, And with that, I am saying Golden State takes a 3-1 to lead and claims it in five. I I think they're more versatile in Cleveland. I have no doubt that LeBron's going to play out of his mind. I have no doubt that Kyrie's going to play out of his mind. But I think in terms of matchups presenting themselves the way that they do, I don't see a way where Golden... Unless Golden State just puts a lid on the rim and refuses to make shots, kind of like when the girl wouldn't go out with the guy in Pleasantville. (laughs) Unless something like that happens. I don't see how Golden State doesn't walk away with this one. I mean, they could very well be the tightest finals ever in terms of point differential, but I, I think it'll be Golden State in five. But I think it'll be... I say this a lot about different series, but I think it'll be closer than what the actual series breakdown ends up being. Mm. But I'm saying Golden State in five, Kerr coaches a game, and uh, Golden State at some point figures out how to win without Curry.
2: And Mike Brown gets revenge for being fired twice. God, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, does anyone deserve it more than him? I mean, does anybody deserve it more than Mike Brown? Besides this is, David Blatt, maybe? This is- He's got the best Latin in basketball.
1: <laughs> and the best story of the year as far as being like potentially getting arrested outside Oracle.
0: Absolutely. There is that too.
1: But well we'll say this about Mike Brown. This is the one team that he's coached he can't mess up. Like Right. This is this is the one no matter how many dumb decisions he makes, their talent will make up for it. Um, Absolutely. He himself,
0: he's he like, has, yes, what are they, hundred and six and two without me?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Like they're fine.
1: So, as we all know, I loathe the Golden State Warriors. I hate them a lot. I don't, don't like I don't like them at all. I respect what they do. I respect how talented they are. I respect how deep they are. But I don't like them. I don't like Zaza Patillia. I don't like Draymond Green. I don't really like Klay Thompson. Steph and Katie are hard to hate. You can't hate them. You know, you just mm-hmm. can't. But I think that they're just they're a lot. You know, they bring a lot to the table. They pass the ball so well. They move the ball so well. Um, I don't think I think the death lineup's gonna be a little overrated in this final because I think when Cleveland brings Shumpert in to play that defensive level, they're gonna be fine. Um, mm-hmm. one of the most underrated aspects in this final has been how good Jr. has been descending the perimeter, and I think it's there's gonna be times when he's gonna have to stop Clay Thompson. Well, if the rim doesn't already. Um, yeah, exactly.
2: So.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey! He's still good since they signed that toaster. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: I know. I know. And. I think that um, I think the big thing in this, this series is really gonna be like who gets the most isolation situations because we know how good LeBron and Kyrie are in isolation, and I don't know if there's two players in the league better than those two when they have the ball in their hand in iso situations either. Mm-hmm. So I think LeBron is good enough by himself to win two games. I think when you add guys like Kyrie Love and Darren Williams and so on, that helps him out to get another. I and everything, every bone in my body want to say the Cleveland Cavaliers will win this and LeBron will repeat and he will have, you know, beat, it will literally be the real-life version of being the Monstars. But, I, I think the Cleveland Carrots will take the 7. And God, I hate to say this, I think that Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are going to win and get in 7. I think the fact mm. that 7, seven's an oracle, so that's a lot. Um, I think that at some point, you know, those Steve Kerr and Mike Brown have a way of getting those Ian Clarks to play crazy minutes and do something weird where they are really good for a few minutes there, a.k.a. Festus Ezeli in the finals last year for a little bit? Um, <laughs> so I just think that at some point that's just going to take over. Now with me saying that, if Cleveland does win this series, I am in no way, shape, or form surprised. I am, ex- I am excited. You will hear me on this show cry and joy and excitement. But I just think at the moment, as we go into Game 1 in Golden State, well, don't get me wrong, I know Cleveland likes to play there. Um, not to mention, the reason I think this will go 7. One thing we haven't pointed out, counting regular season and playoff games now, tomorrow will be the 20th time these two teams have played since LeBron went back to Cleveland in three years. 20 wow. times. Teams, teams in individual conferences don't play each other that much in that span.
2: Right. So, right.
1: that's, you know, these two teams know each other really well. Um, I think it's going to be a fight, and I want to say LeBron James and the Cavaliers will win, but unfortunately right now, as much as it pains me and I hate everything about myself at the moment, I will pick the Warriors to win the finals.
0: Mm, mm. Regardless, I kind of want to go back real fast, regardless of what happens, I know last week Sean predicted that no matter, like he said that this playoff series will cement LeBron as number two ever. I still regardless of how the series plays out, however many games it is, I still think I agree hundred percent with him. LeBron's going to cement himself as number two ever. Me too. And I I think this playoff just these playoffs alone kind of speak volumes for that.
1: I think mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is to look at for the Cavaliers. And I know I mean, Ben, you're a coach, so you, you kinda you kinda get this vibe and you kinda understand this. It's like Mm-hmm. how loose they are when you see these videos they're not like uptight they're not boarding the plane in a straight line looking straight like just looking forward like those guys love playing together and they have a very big camaraderie and when these guys that have come in these corvers these williams these other williams you know they've bought it immediately <laughs> and they have they have mm-hmm. they've have, they have adapted this culture that this this crew has built in the tenure with tyron Liu where you know i think they're they're you know they're the fact that they're not scared, there's no nervous nerves energy could really be a huge factor for them in this as well
2: yeah I think that's part of of what LeBron brings to the table. I mean I think that he's he's set a a level of excellence and a legacy so high that I mean if you listen to some of the guys that have been in like a Kevin Love who came in um a year after like like his level of intensity and his level of focus is so high. That you can can't do anything but match it. Like you can't come in slacking. I think that's why you see a J.R. Smith, you see a Mon Schumacher, guys who have, who were doing their own thing at the Knicks and couldn't, you know, couldn't play for coach. They're uncoachable, and this idea the they cut. Co- I mean, you, he came; those two came to Cleveland, and you haven't heard a peep. I mean, he's never. He hasn't been in trouble. He hasn't been suspended. I mean, he, it, it's something that LeBron does. Where he is like, you know, you guys have got to play at this level if you want to be where I want to be. And all those guys play that way. And I think that's part of the thing about LeBron that's so great. He can put teams, like, on a different level than anybody else. And he's got that just innate ability to lead people. And that's hard to find.
0: Now, Ben, since you were the sole person that picked the Cavs to win the Finals, <clears throat> follow-up question to this mm-hmm. is: if that happens, how long does J.R. Smith go without wearing a shirt this year?
2: Uh, I say probably about this time next year. I think he. I think he goes a full year with it. I think. It, I mean, he went a good four months before. I think he goes full year. He goes a full You know. I, I. wish I was on. That. I wish I was on the
0: Smiths Christmas card list for that. Then, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone
1: deserves it, man, it's him. I mean, absolutely. The year oh, the year yeah. he's had, the tough year he's had with the thumb injury, mm-hmm. you know, everything got you know. Thank goodness to hear his daughter's doing well. Everything that that mm-hmm. guy's gone through this year, that guy totally deserves to have the spotlight and one ring this year.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. man. Absolutely, I, I, I
1: think
0: the whole finals hinges on the just ankles and back and shoulders of Kevin Love. Mm -hmm. I feel he is, he is the X factor in this because I think he can create a lot of matchup issues for Golden State with his ability to stretch and his size down low. But he's also someone who I think is, if we were giving out superlatives, he'd be most likely to disappear. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And I think that they've, They've done a really good job as far as the Cleveland Cavaliers and Tyron Lue. They've done a good job of getting him involved early in games um, so that he doesn't disappear. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we all remember how well he played in Minnesota. I mean, he was an MVP candidate for a couple years there. That guy's a bad dude. If he gets yeah. hot and plays well and he doesn't disappear, I mean, that, that's good things for Cleveland. But he is... He is the one guy for them that that you have to make sure he gets involved early.
1: I do wonder if they brought little Kev back for this run because little Kev was like their mascot last year. That TV, that like that, te- <laughs> that shirt ad he did. So, oh yeah, um, he has his own Instagram page. hashtag Follow little Kev. It's pretty funny. Um, I just think that you know, he, like we said, I agree. He's he's the most likely to potentially disappear. But and I think you know, Lou's got Lou definitely has a good gameplay for how he's going to use love and i think that that's going to play a part there for sure um but it goes back to like i said too i don't know who the Cavs cut out of their rotation um the only one i really think they definitely cut out is channing fry only because he's not a good matchup with draymond green i don't i don't mm-hmm. i don't think he plays well in that circumstance but other than that i don't know who you cut out in the other group is this i think you might have to go the route of play 9 trust 8
2: yeah i th- i think cleveland's in that mode i think they've they've got to they've got to find a group that That's going to fit. It it would probably be, which it's already been anyway. But Richard Jefferson will be one that won't get many minutes, I don't think. Uh, But then again, last year he found a niche for Richard Jefferson, and and Richard Jefferson, Richard Jefferson, wind up being a guy that came in and did did a lot of good things. Well, from them at the end of that series, yeah. So I mean, it's going to be tough for them to figure out who who's going to be that guy. Who's going to be that guy that doesn't get the minutes that they are used to going into it? I don't, I don't know. That'll be a tough one.
1: Jefferson's always played well against Golden State since he's been in Cleveland, so I think he will be in the rotation. He'll probably be like your 12 minute guy, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Darren Williams, Kyle Corbett, and Mont Shumpert, you know, we're there too. So, absolutely. If we go by that case of playing nine, the Cavaliers don't have a backup forward besides Richard Jefferson.
2: Right.
0: I think the other issue, too, is when you get a player like Kyle Korver in there, I mean, you automatically create a defensive liability for Correct.
2: yourself. Absolutely.
0: However, you also create the opportunity of bringing a 12-game deficit or 12-point deficit back to zero within a f- couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a give-and-take, I think, with a player like Korver. I, I think we're not going to see a lot of Derek Williams. Uh, if, there, if there's a last man kind of out, I would maybe slide him in there. But, yeah, I just – I know I keep – I feel like I'm arguing against myself with, saying the Warriors in five, but Cleveland has a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables I think they could throw at Golden State. But I just feel like top to bottom, Golden State has way more matchup issues.
1: It's, it's, you're not wrong. Um, I am curious, you know, if you remember last year in the finals, Dante Jones had to come and hit some free, clutch free throws for them, if that's going to happen again this year with his $8,000 salary for the season.
2: Um, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's, you know, um, it, this is what it's going to be for a while, man, until, you know, the Celtics all of a sudden boost all these draft picks and the big-time players or the Spurs get, you know, like we've been talking about, get these players like Chris Paul, Greg Monroe, and so on to get a lot better. Um, I guess we're going to have to get used to this. I mean, I don't I don't see anyone that can stop this for the next few years, even with the potential of the, the Warriors losing Klay Thompson next year.
0: I think next year we will double the amount of teams we think will make it to the finals.
2: Oh, really?
1: So you think four teams?
2: Yes. I, I say this, too, about about Golden State. I mean, they're one Kawhi Leonard turned ankle, Zaza Pachulia cheap shot, dirty, <laughs> European <laughs> dirt bag, stepping under somebody's foot and a jump shot away from beaten Golden State possibly in that game one of that series. If they beat them in game one by 20 or more points, I mean, that is a series changer. And on top of that, Kawhi Leonard gets healthier as the series goes instead of being cut out. That could be a whole different series if they win that game one and Kawhi stays healthy throughout that. So um, I think that's part of the reason why I went with Cleveland. I think that Cleveland has that advantage of having somebody get hot and do things um, that makes Golden State uncomfortable. They found something, man. When you come back from a 3-1 deficit to win three games in a row, two on the road, you have found something that works. So there's something there where Cleveland has a mental advantage. And people are going to say, well, it's a different year. That team won 73 games last year. I mean, that's that's that team is. I mean, that wasn't a bad basketball team. That wasn't a team that need just needed a Kevin Durant. That team was perfectly fine without Kevin Durant. So I mean, when you I mean, adding Kevin Durant helps you, of course, but you added Kevin Durant, but you also know what Cleveland's able to do and was able to do with a seventy-three win team and a healthy Steve Kerr who was there the whole time.
0: I, I think the one thing is, though, too, and I, we called this kind of stuff before the season started, was we were going to see those two teams kind of take their foot off the gas during the regular season because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the most important thing is just getting to the playoffs and then just, you know, plowing through what you need to do. I mean, Golden State's heading into this 12-0, Le, or I almost called the LeBrons, uh, Cleveland. <laughs> oh, you can, you can say the LeBrons. It's okay. We, hey, can't okay, hey, Kyrie, Kyrie, had, Kyrie had a day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Cleveland, I mean, is a Marcus Smart away from being twelve and zero. Yeah, uh-huh. so I, I think this is still a very balanced matchup, and this is a definite. I mean, this clearly defines the league's haves and half nots as we constantly hit on. But to see them kind of not like laissez faire their way through the season, but take take their foot off the gas, stay healthy, you know, not try to gun for seventy three games. You don't have anything to prove. Like neither team had anything to prove heading into the season. Other than just getting to the finals, so yeah. I, I think we're going to see the full capabilities of both of these teams, which I don't think we've seen this season. And that, that is the one thing that has me more excited about this is because going in seventy three and nine, we knew how good Golden State
1: was,
2: right? Right.
0: And Cleveland kind of you know stepped their game up in coming back from the three to one deficit, Golden State retorts by adding Durant, Cleveland retorts by, you know, kind of rebuilding their roster a little bit, getting a guy like Darren Williams, getting your Kyle Corvers in there and, and making sure you fill those holes in, and, and plug those gaps up like we talk about. But I think this this series we're going to see both teams at hundred percent playing to their one hundred percent best of their abilities. And to me I think it's terrifying that we probably haven't seen that yet.
1: Here's a. Oh, man, yeah. Here's my main question about Golden State, though. Can they stop the deadliest play in basketball, which is that LeBron Kyrie pick and roll, without Draymond hitting someone in the face and getting a technical foul? Hey,
2: he can hit someone in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. You just said the face. Yeah. You didn't say the leg
1: face. How many technicals do you think he gets in this finals? Two. I was gonna say
0: three.
1: Yeah. So three is three is automatic suspension, right?
2: Uh yeah, three three is automatic suspension. Three okay. three equals one game. Yeah. All
1: right, so he'll be out at some point in this series.
2: That would be yeah. devastating because that would I be mean, almost like a repeat from last year. It was devastating last year. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Then we'll get Ayesha Curry tweets, guys. That's just what we want.
2: <laughs> oh man, I hope Fair? I hope he took her. I hope he took her phone away <laughs> and computer and and tablet privileges during the finals. She hasn't put anything out this year, so. Maybe uh, maybe they had a long conversation. He just wraps her in tinfoil.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! So uh...
0: I I think both teams I think both teams have a lot that could go wrong. Yeah. As much as equally as much that could go right, I think that there is a lot for them that could go wrong, and even down to like player issues. You know, the physicality of the game. Getting trying to like work people into foul trouble to get matchups and more of your advantages and everything. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited because, like I said, I think it'll be both teams playing at their full ability for the first time all season. Uh, but yeah, I think both teams are very scary. But I'm, I'm still sticking with Golden State. I didn't want to second guess myself.
1: <laughs> so the final thing we have to talk about here because it's been a been a theme throughout these playoffs, and I hate to be this guy, but how bad will the officiating be? Yes, in the finals? I think Russell
0: Westbrook is the MVP. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate
1: to be that guy. You know this, <laughs> right? Um, but how how bad is how much do you think officiating will play in this? Because we know it's been really bad for a few a little while now. So uh,
2: yeah, the longer um, the series goes, the worse it gets. I it, agree. Now, That's exactly what I was gonna say. I don't know as- if
1: it'll be Stanley Cup Finals bad where we get goals taken away.
2: That was ridiculous, by the way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I agree with you, Alex. I think that um, the longer it goes, the worse it's going to get. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of star power, and when you have a lot of star power, you've got some conflicted refs, man. Because you, the refs can say it whatever they want, but they're going to give they give calls to stars. Mm-hmm. But you got a lot of stars in this series, so I yeah. mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know how that's going to work out or how, you know, how that's going to play out. But sometimes, man, it, it it works in mysterious ways. Sometimes it's home court advantage. Sometimes it's uh, star power, you know. But the refs will play a, a big part in some point.
0: Well, is there anything else you gentlemen would like to add to this conversation before we wrap up?
1: Um. I'll do one thing real quick, just because I think it's kind of important that we talk about this now. Um, this is the first now. We're going on our first full season as a team here on the show, um, whether it be me, you and Sean, me, you and Ben, me and Ben, uh, Taylor has been helping us with the uh, draft coverage and more coming up with that soon. I got to say that we've been through a lot of shows and covered a lot of basketball here, man. Um, we've covered Olympic basketball. We've covered Summer League. We have covered just about all there is hoop-wise to do. Um, but I gotta say that this is where I'm happiest. I'm so happy we're gonna be able to cover this for at least you know four to seven games, and I cannot wait to see for I cannot wait to see how this plays out.
2: I agree, man. This, this is gonna be an awesome final. No matter who wins it, um, I think we're gonna see some history making basketball. Um, I think guys uh, will step up. I think this is gonna be just a fun series, <clears throat> and to show my show my age it does bring me back to a little of that Celtics Lakers um good rivalries i hope there's a i hope there's a shoving match i hope there's some blood i hope i mean i'm hoping there's a lot of just some bad you know trash talk i mean you start to see that towards the end where you know lebron was blocking Steph curry he's staring at him talking at like that's the kind of stuff i like i miss that stuff
1: i want I'm that lebron it gets to
2: that yeah, I want that. I want that Dark Knight Lebron zero dark thirty. Like I'm blocking shots and cussing people out. Like I want that guy. But I also want on the other side. I want the Draymond Green that that talks trash to Paul Pierce. You know, telling him he ain't he ain't Kobe. Why you want a farewell tour? You ain't Kobe. I want that Draymond Green. I want Steph Curry to get mad and throw his mouthpiece like he did last year. I like that stuff. I want the guy to play with emotion. I want
0: to see Draymond Green enter the tunnel to uh Quicken Loans Arena carrying a sword.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> man, yeah, I want that. I I am ex- I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this series. And I hope, I hope it's really I mean, I want them to play good basketball, but I want that intensity cuz I mean, truth be told, they those these guys don't I mean, they they like each other, yeah, but they really don't like each other. I mean, they, this is a this is a battle. This is this is a battle for legacy. This is a battle on so many different levels: the KD level, the LeBron legacy level. The, is Steph Curry a true MVP level? Um, is Klay Thompson going to show up? Is Tristan Thompson going to play well? Is Kevin Love going to show up? I mean, there's so many different aspects to this, and I just want it all to play out. I'm really excited for this series.
0: The last thing I want on my on my wish list for this is for the just for the NBA. To call up the WWE and be like, "Hey, we need you to make a package to hype this finals." Oh, because man. there's nobody better in the editing business than the crew that puts together the hype packages for WWE
2: storylines. Agreed. Oh yeah, you find. I agree. Find the guy that did the Rock, Rock, Austin lead set to WrestleMania 17, and I'm there.
1: Ooh, good call.
2: Well, I was gonna go with uh, the Daniel Bryan monster promo.
0: Oh, that's another good one. WrestleMania Thirty was full of them. Yeah, don't, don't let anyone fool you. That that is low key the best WrestleMania.
1: Dude, I agree. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree with that. Well, that's- since we all agree, what's up?
1: As I say, that's like almost like the LeBron versus Jordan argument. Like WrestleMania Thirty is not as good as WrestleMania Three.
0: Someone, <laughs> if someone says that, they need to watch their whore mouth. Yes. <laughs> all right. You find your things that you put a muzzle on. Unless it's you, I love you.
2: <laughs>
0: but this has been the Quarter 3 Podcast, Episode 41, your NBA Finals Preview. It is the conversational basketball podcast. It does post every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like it, you can go to thequarter3.net. We can listen to all of our other episodes. We've got a bunch of crazy shit that we talk about on there. And until next time...
1: Do the thing and hail Hayward.
2: Go Cavs.